1: Here's your host, Michael Sevier, on 1620 The Zone. Pistol set. Huskers have it now at the 37-yard line of North Dakota. Snap back, play action. Again, Casey back in the pocket in. Gets oh boy. The ball comes out. There's a battle for it at the 45-yard line as he got hit from right in front of him. And I think North Dakota has the football. They have shaken it free from the Husker quarterback, and they have recovered at the North Dakota 45-yard line. Welcome back. Severe reaction. Hour number two here on 1620, The Zone, 8 to 10 every Sunday morning. Coming up about 930, we'll speak with Stephen M. Sipple from Husker Online. We'll chat with him about his thoughts on the game and his feelings of of having a Sunday off, which is kind of cool for him. He's not often having a Sunday off as a man who's been a columnist and and a writer covering Nebraska football for 30 years. Uh, Sean says on Twitter, Nebraska football just isn't fun right now. Been a fan my whole life. I've missed one home game in 10 years. That's me. I missed Kansas game in 2007, I think it was. And frequently travel to away games, including Ireland last week. For the first time for me, I was sitting at Memorial Stadium, and I thought to myself, this is no longer fun, an enjoyable experience. I'm still going to attend every week and hope to see improved football, but it's the same story every week. In year five, we shouldn't be tied with North Dakota deep into the third quarter. As much as Frost shouldn't, Shouldn't have worked out here. He hasn't. As much as Frost should have worked out here, he hasn't. And it's time to go through the coaching hire song and dance again. Maybe. I mean, there's, there's two parts to this for me. There's two games. They're one and one. How does it look when they're six games down? How does it look when the season's over? If we're sitting here, season's over, and they're five and seven again, and they lost the games you thought they'd lose, along with Northwestern, who many people thought they were gonna win that game, then yeah, there's, there's, there's absolutely no reason in the world Trevor Albers can bring him back. If they're six and six, the conversation might be had, but unless one of those six wins is a win against Oklahoma, I don't think he can come back. He sees seven and five, and the losses of the five losses are Northwestern, Oklahoma, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Michigan. You can legitimately say, well, who did he beat? Who did he beat in those seven games? Is there something that tells you in those seven wins that progress has been made and next year they'll be better? It'd be hard to say that. So it's, it's not just a win total. It's how you get there. We were joking before the season. Say Nebraska did beat Northwestern and they are sitting at five and one through six games. And they go one and five down the stretch. That's a different six and six than starting off slow and finishing the last four, the toughest part of your schedule, going say three and one. It'd be a different feel for Trev Alberts, a different feel overall. But you know what? We've we've heard the phrase before. It's a mutually agreed set of metrics. And I think those set of metrics not only involve how many wins, but they involve the way you look, how efficient you are, and who you beat. I think they do. And I think Scott Frost knows that. Um, it's the frustration that you hear from Scott Frost that you hear from the other coaches that you hear from the players at times. Cause they all know, they all know where they are. They know the issue. The biggest concern for me yesterday against North Dakota. Um, and there's a lot of them, but it's the point of the point of attack. It's where Nebraska was when you were man on man or sometimes two on one at the line of scrimmage too many times. Nebraska was getting either moved off the ball or there was a a stalemate by their offense. A missed tackle was forced. A guy was open. Just too many times, North Dakota made it look kind of easy. Now, it wasn't. North Dakota threw the ball a ton with very little success. If you look at the overall number of them throwing the ball, it was freaky. I don't think I've ever seen a team have this many completions. What did he have? He had... He had 24 completions on 37 attempts for just 131 yards. That's pitiful. My math's not great, but is that like four and a half yards a completion? I mean, that's horrible. But it was enough for them to be able to keep the ball for a long time and give Nebraska problems because Nebraska doesn't produce havoc. Havoc is easy to determine. The word tells you what it means, but tackles for loss and or sacks. Forcing turnovers, whether getting an interception or forcing a fumble, and then passes batted down, or just simple PBUs, either at the line of scrimmage or downfield. Nebraska in the first half had zero tackles for loss. It's one thing not to get sacks because you can make an excuse. You can say the quarterback's getting rid of the ball quickly. It's the system they're running. They're not allowing you to be able to get pressure. You can say all that. Tackle for loss is effort. It's pure effort. It's beating the man in front of you, getting in the backfield, and tackling the runner. Zero of them. They had three plays out of all the plays that run in the first half by Northwestern where they limited Northwestern to zero yards on a carry. Garrett Nelson had one, Hupmacher had one, and um, and Caleb Tanner had one. That was it in the first half. Zero sacks, zero tackles for lost. And only two PBU's. They had two balls batted down. Garrett Nelson very early in the game, and Caleb Tanner. And as we knew, they hadn't had a you know they hadn't had the the big play made yet by Nelson. Um, they hadn't had a lot of pressures. I think at that point they only had two pressures at halftime. This is a defense as young as they are in the secondary. And I know Newsom is a is kind of a veteran back there, but they got a lot of newcomers back there in the secondary. And then yesterday you had a true freshman playing at a linebacker spot. And Ernest Hausman played his butt off, but he's still a true freshman. Missed some tackles, struggled a little bit in coverage. He had some problems, you know, in there for Nick Heinrich. But but you have to get pressure because that helps everybody else. And if you're not getting pressure against North Dakota, and I understand not getting pressure against Northwestern. I said going into the Northwestern game on Big Red Wrap Up, I said don't be surprised if they don't have a lot of success against Northwestern because that's one of the better offensive lines they're going to play all year. So that's not a shock. But North Dakota? Now, in the second half, it was better. They had two tackles for loss. They had two sacks. And three more PBUs in the second half. And got more pressure. Um, but you, gotta, you have to be able to, with your front four or front three or your front five, and yesterday they did all of it. They had two man fronts with the defensive line and two guys standing up. They had three guys down. Um, where you had Huttmacher and you had Drew and uh, Wynn, 90 and 91 and 72 on your line, and then you had the two in, and you had the two uh, outside linebackers. They tried a bunch of different things, but in the end, they couldn't, against North Dakota, get tackles for loss. That is a scary thought. That's why I put, when I was going over the list of things to be concerned about, the ranking the worst, tackling is one, inconsistent offenses too, yeah, his turnovers, but in all of that, and that tackling part, is actually putting yourself in position to be able to tackle and being able to make them in the end. That's, that's a huge concern when you're talking about some offenses that you're going to go against uh, later in the season. Did you see Braylon Allen yes, uh, yesterday for Wisconsin? That kid, is he's even more of a beast than he was last year, and he was a beast last year. You have to be able to tackle that guy. Indiana showed they can move the ball with their new quarterback. You know? Illinois showed at times they can move the ball. You're going to have to be able to get in the backfield and make tackles for loss. You're going to have to have havoc. And they have not been able to show us yet through two games that they can produce havoc. Let's go back to the phones. 402-951-1620. That's where Ken is this morning. Good morning, Ken. How are you?
0: Hey, what's going on, Michael? I'm good. How you doing, man?
1: I'm to, uh, for some reason, I'm here on a Sunday morning. I don't know. How are you doing? Hey,
0: man. Hey. <laughs> I'm I'm all right, man. I'm out here. I'm a road warrior out here just driving, man. Uh, and like they say, better to be on top of the dirt than on top of you,
1: right? <laughs> the goal is to get old, man. That's the goal.
0: There you go. There you go. But hey, I called uh, last week, and I'm back on my same topic, man. Just call me the talent guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm. 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 I just don't see it, man. I mean, they, I'm not. And I think you know. Just hear me out. I think they have talent but I also think that a lot of their opponents have talent. When I look at those games, man, and I'm looking at the players, and a lot of times, position by position, I'm more out, to, you know, to go with the players from the opposing team in a lot of those positions that are playing better than the guys that Nebraska had. You know, and I think, you know, for so long, it's just been, you know, uh tradition that Nebraska had better players than some of those other schools that, you know, over time, I think some of those Programs have caught up, if not past Nebraska in talent. And we're not talking about stars and all that kind of stuff. There's actually pure D football talent. And and I just think they, that's where they have a problem, with, you know. And I'm, I'm going to just stick with that, man, because talent wins the games. Like, North Dakota, come on. I mean, I know everybody's like, Oh, oh, well, it's, it's a win. Don't matter who it's against. Come on, man. No way they should have been tied at the half with North Dakota if they have all this talent.
1: I can Ken, I'm, I'm with you in terms of up until this year. I think they have better individual talent. I just don't think they play like a team yet. That's what I think the biggest issue is. They're young on in, in on defense, and I don't know if the wide receivers and quarterbacks have that chemistry that you normally would have if you've been together for a couple years. So I think they definitely have more talent than they've had in the years past. But here's the bottom line, Ken. In the last five years, they've had seven draft picks. That's inexcusable. That's a lack of talent.
0: No, I, I totally agree. I I totally agree. I just I just think that, I guess more of my point is, I just think some of these other programs, you know, they're getting better talent, you know, and that's what it's boiled down to, you know, in the 90s. And, you know, that time, Nebraska had a lot of their opponents.
1: Sure.
0: I just think
1: sorry, Ken, we're losing your breaking up, man. I appreciate the call. No, I, I understand what you're saying, right? Individually, you can you can coach him up, obviously you can develop, you can do all those things. But individually, we all want to have more talent. I, I, I wanna have a guy who I know can run past the defender. I wanna have a guy like Anthony Grant who can make a defender miss in the backfield. I wanna have a quarterback that can throw a 16-yard deep comeback to the opposite side of the field. But you know what we can't have is all those things. You just Nebraska hasn't. They haven't had them. Maybe they'll never have them again, I don't know. But you have to be able to work around that. You have to be able to line up and move North Dakota off the ball. You have to be able to line up and not let them move you off the ball. Those are the two biggest concerns from yesterday: getting moved off the ball and not being able to move the team off the ball. That's scary. It really is. How many times? I, I, I was charting it early. I stopped when Anthony Grant had nine make misses. Nine individual make misses. Guys who were had, he had three on a play where he made three different guys. And I, that was halftime. I stopped charting that. I can't wait till later. It'll be by mid-season. They'll come out with the numbers of um, missed tackles, forced missed tackles that running backs make. There's a couple of different sites that do it. Based off of the first two weeks, this guy's going to have a ton of them. He may lead the country in them. As of right now, he shouldn't have to make that many guys miss. He, sh- he shouldn't. He certainly shouldn't. Uh, Jed charting scoring success rate inside the 40 under Frost. This is a little bit different than finishing drive rate because I go by points, how many points you get every time you cross the 40. So that factors in, obviously, if you get a field goal or if you get a touchdown. Scoring success rate inside the 40 under Frost. Uh, the One of the best years you're going to see was 2017 with Central Florida, and that was 72.3% of the time they scored when they got over the 40. Uh, 2018 was still really good, 69.4% at Nebraska. We know Devina Zigbo having the wide receiver core they had, throwing Maurice Washington. That was the most offensively talented team they had up until this year. Then it dropped way off in 2019, jumped way up in 2020, 70.4%. But I do remember in 2020, I don't think they were over 4.5 points scored per time inside the other team's 40. I don't think so. Uh, 58.9 in 2021, that's crazy year. And then 2022 so far, it's uh, 66.6 is where they are. Uh, you go back to Nebraska in 2016 before Frost got there. 71.4 under Mike Riley in 2016, where they had a pretty nice offense, and we know they did it off the, the quick start. Uh, and then 66.6 in 2017 for Nebraska. So that that 71.4 is better than any number Frost has had and then the 66.6 is better than one two two of the years he's been here um in terms of from that. But well, I have the I have the numbers charted someplace on in one of my mini notebooks. We'll take a break we'll come back more from you 402-951-1620 severe reaction coming off of Nebraska's first win of the season, first win in a very long time, beating North Dakota 38 to 17 here on 1620. zone.